Our gospel lesson for today is from John, the second chapter. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also pulled out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told them, those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews expected him, What sign can you show us for doing this? And Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple in three days, and I will raise it up. The Jews then said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. This is the gospel of our Lord. Well, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For the last um, four weeks, the seventh and eighth graders of the Shepherd, who are part of our confirmation program, have been studying the Ten Commandments. And this Sunday will be our last class on the commandments. Our focus in these classes has been on what each of these commandments might mean for our day-to-day living. We've had some good discussions. But I have to admit, there is a certain tension in our faith. And I'm reminded of it every time we read the Ten Commandments as an appointed lesson for worship on, on our weekend of weekend days. The tension involves the role of the grace of God and the role of the law of God in our lives. At the Shepherd, we always begin with God's grace, God's unmerited favor and love for us. We say we are saved by God's grace, which is made known us through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we assert strongly that it is God's grace that saves us, and there's nothing that we can do. It's not our good works, it's not our actions. It is by God's grace alone we are saved. In fact, some would say, come and see, we would rather be kicked out of the church than give up this belief. And at this point, to make the point, there's even this facetious story told about a pastor that illustrates trusting in God's grace alone. There's a story about Pastor Mueller, who was so zealous for God's grace that in the end of his life, he was able to say uh, that to the glory of God, he had never performed one good work. Now, I know that sounds odd. Not anything like we might expect from a pastor, but in this way, Pastor Mueller could be absolutely, absolutely sure he did not put his trust in his own major works instead of God's powerful grace to save him. I don't know about you, but I think Pastor Mueller might have missed the point about all this. But here, I think it's 
the real crux of the matter. When it comes to the Ten Commandments, if we are saved by God's grace, not by what we do, why bother to keep them at all? And the answer to the question, why do we keep the Ten Commandments, it is because we are saved by grace. Now you might be thinking to yourself, Pat, you're talking in circles, but I ask you to hang in there with me if you would, please. It's that Old Testament lesson from Exodus that I think makes it very clear. In this passage, which takes place at Mount Sinai, God gives the people the Ten Commandments. But before God gives them the Ten Commandments, He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. By making this statement at the beginning of the Ten Commandments, God reminds the people of Israel gathered at Mount Sinai that He already chose them to be the people of God before they could do anything for themselves. While they were yet slaves in Egypt, God chose them. God was the one who parted the Red Sea so they could get safely to the other side. God was the one who provided them manna in the wilderness when they were hungry. Those Ten Commandments become for the people of God the call to respond to God's graciousness. And if we look at that Exodus passage again, it does not say anywhere in the passage that the people of Israel must keep the commandments in order to be the people of God. They are that already. They are called to do so exactly because they're the people of God. And in keeping the commandments, it shows they put their trust in God who delivered them from slavery. For the Jewish people, there was never a question such as, how many of these commandments did we keep to be God's people? They already knew they were God's people, so they kept the commandments in response to God's grace. There was a great rabbi, the story goes, who was asked, how many of the commandments must a person keep to pass God's judgment? This great rabbi answered, with a twinkle in his eyes, one. For you see, we trust totally in God's mercy. But if a person never obeyed a single commandment, it would look like they were trying not to be a member of God's people. We are called to keep the commandments like Israel did in response to God's grace in their lives. But somewhere along the line, something happens in our hearts and in these churches that we follow in these laws, not something we do out of great joy or gratitude, but we do because we fear God's judgment. Many people following the law or the Ten Commandments see them as a burden to them. And maybe it's because people grew up with a negative impression of the commandments. I once heard a man tell a story about how the Ten Commandments impacted his childhood. He was raised in a small town where he attended a community church. And in a one-room building next to the church, that's where the Sunday school classes were held. And all that in that room, that big room, the, the, uh, it was divided by cubicles uh, with a wooden divider. And in each of those little cubicles reserved for each class, there was kind of this huge charge of the Ten Commandments. And the man said he remembered the charge hanging there week after week and month after month, and really year after year as he was uh, raising the faith. Like a silent witness, directly 
the very presence of the posters seemed to imply that if you kept all these commandments, you would surely win God's favor and God's approval. If you kept nine and broke one, surely you had failed in God's sight. This man says he knew he could never keep it perfectly because he was human, human like you and me, but he felt used. So for keeping uh, the commandments, this man has seen them only as a way to earn God's salvation, only as a way to earn this title, child of God. And he knew he was doomed to fail because he was human. I think we have to return to our lesson from Exodus once again, in which God boldly states in proclaiming that God saved the people of Israel first. And he does that for us too. Before we can do anything, God saves us and makes us acceptable in God's sight. We look to our baptisms to be reminded that we are children of God. In those waters, we are promised before we can do anything, God's forgiveness of sins and salvation. In those waters, we are told we are precious and beloved in God's sight. So we keep the commandments in response to that disease that we are God's beloved children. We are acceptable in His sight. So I keep the commandments if we're saved by grace. Perhaps one reason we do so. It's because we're grateful to God for the salvation God has freely given us. Keeping them lets people know by our actions that we belong to the family of God. It's a way to honor God and witness to God's presence in the world. God's saving ways in the world. Why keep the commandments? Because it provides order and boundaries in what otherwise might be a very chaotic world. Can you imagine if everyone did what he or she pleased? It would have an awful impact on the world. The commandments teach us how to love God and love our neighbors as we respect. Why keep the commandments? Because a life of faith which takes these commandments seriously leads us into a future where the world is a better place, where the world reflects the kingdom of God. I think Martin Luther illustrated this very well in his small catechism. When Luther wrote the explanation to each commandment, he said, it means don't do this specific act, but he always encouraged his readers to keep the commandments in a positive way, such as helping people to improve and protect their property under the commandments don't steal. And that is exactly what our minor home repair team does when it helps members make their homes safer by installing a handrail or other needed equipment. I think this is the genius of Luther. He did not look at the commandments in terms of what they could not do. He saw them instead in terms of what God was calling us to do so the world would know justice and mercy and compassion. Luther saw that throughout our whole life, God is calling us to keep these laws. And in doing this, we witness and reach out to the people around us. So when we keep the Eighth Commandment, for instance, and don't slander or gossip, and instead put the best construct on people, 
not making assumptions, we witness to a world not run by anger or resentment. When we are supported to relationships of the marriages of people, we witness to a way that communities can support and give to others. And when we help with people's physical needs, making sure they have what they need, then we witness to God's concern for all people. And this is exactly what happened here at Good Shepherd and what we did for St. Mark's community in Lakeford, which is part of Grace Works. When grocery bags were delivered to 40 residents with premium supplies and food items this past week. So today, as we ask the rest of the season of Lent, be reminded that you are saved by God's grace. But also be reminded that God calls you to a new way of life in which He keeps the commandments, not because of divine retribution or fear of divine retribution, but in gratitude for what God accomplished for you through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So respond to God's grace and keep the 